Podmoth. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. I know, I'm as shocked as you all are. Somehow, after all these damn episodes, I have yet to honor the great Carl Weathers. This dude went from playing linebacker for the Oakland Raiders for a couple of years in the 70s to being Apollo freaking Creed, which blows my mind. Most people don't ever get to play pro football or become actors, much less do both things, which is insane. This might be one of the biggest blockbuster movies to be on the podcastio. Yes, we are honoring Carl Weathers, who plays Al Dillon in the 1987 sci-fi horror classic Predator. This may be an Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle, but he is supported by the multi-bristled mustaches of Carl Weathers and, of course, Jesse Ventura. Maybe he will be honored in another movie someday. I'm not really sure how many movies he even has. Um, I know he's in Batman and Robin as the Arkham Asylum guard number one. But uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, enough of that. This movie needs no damn introduction. You know all about Predator. So, And if you don't know about it, then you don't know fun. So shake hands with the closest person near you. Flex your freaking body and play air arm wrestle until one of you wins and play this shit theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, you we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips, it's the Mustachio Podcast, you. What is up, everyone? This is your host of the Mustachio Podcast, the old Daniel J. Segura. And today I am super comfy right now in my host seat because I am with someone that I've known for a very long time. He is from the south side where I'm from in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, we've known each other for a super long time. We've even played shows together, um, both in the same band and separate bands. And uh, we go way back. His name is George Gutierrez. What is up, George? Yo, what's up, man? First of all, off top, don't disrespect me like that. I'm from the west side of San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> How dare dude. you, sir? How dare you? Did you no, have a brag? It, I went to brag. I was a magnet student, man. I was a smart oh. hood kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> You were a smart good. hood kid. A smart hood kid. It's it's all good. I'm just giving you shit. Oh, man. you're it's right. All... You're right. I'm sorry. You are from the west side because you're from the you're from west of where UTSA downtown is. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's I'm right. My bad. Other... My bad. Nah, you're good, bro. I'm just giving you closer, shit. You're closer to Lanier. Lanier, yeah, Lanier, bro. I went to Tafoya, man, like right around the corner from Lanier. And then, oh, yeah, you know, dude. my both of my folks went there. A bunch of my family went to Lanier. But no, you're fine, dog. Shout out dude. to the south side. Uh, you know. All these listeners are like, what? What's all this local <laughs> We're talking San Antonio middle schools. <laughs> I, there's like a small cluster of like your family. Like, what did that fool say about the South Side? <laughs> <laughs> no, and then my family is like, thank God he corrected him. I'll just. <laughs> I know they would have been so pissed off if they thought like, oh, he's not from Brack. He's no, not a South Town kid. It, it's all good, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, I went to Brack. I went to Brack. Went to Tafoya. Uh, went to Davy Crockett Elementary School. This is all. This is all very localized. And <laughs> anybody outside of San Antonio doesn't give a shit about this. What, but that's Davy fine. Crockett. Was Davy it, is Crockett, there really bro. a David Crockett Elementary Dude, School? Dude, it's over off of Zarzamora and Morales Street. So like, wow. there's a. F- all right, is it by the? Yeah, it's like maybe like two blocks past where the Zarzamora Street gym used to be. 
Because I don't even think that's there anymore. Yeah, that, I don't think that's there anymore. But yeah, yeah I, I forgot that there was that school, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I really hope everyone is listening in on this conversation. This is So, everyone, if you ever wanted to hear an authentic San Antonian conversation from two friends, this is basically what it comes down to is you just end up talking about your schools. Start um, talking schools and whose side of town is better and, you know. Yeah. This is it's how all, you measure up for dude, the most part. Yeah. I'll give you all – I mean, look, dude, like we – the, both of those sides of town have grown, but there's still a lot of pockets that are very, like, very ungentrified, and I appreciate that. It's keeping it authentic. Yeah, man, I'm although definitely I, in one. Yeah, I, although I do love, uh, you know, I do love going to nice, you know, nice offbeat coffee shops and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I don't like, I don't like $3,000 for a studio, but hey, I live in L.A., so what do you well, want? Well, I was right? going to, I was going to say that for that, <laughs> with y'all that obviously y'all don't know, George is now in L.A. He's been in L.A. for what, five years or six, something like that's longer? Yeah, than? five, it was five years this past April, man. We moved out here in 2016, yeah. That was amazing, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you have been, uh of a guitarist for even longer than that um, yes sir and yeah. we've played you you know we definitely have a history with all that and who would have thought that eventually after all those years we were young had you know, our beer guts didn't even exist really and eventually i would have a show where i talk mustaches uh in movies and you would be on it like we would have never guessed that when we were playing <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, who would have thought? Like, first Friday gigs, and yeah, we went from playing like was it the former, the now friendly spot at first Friday, like in two thousand and three, two thousand four. Oh shit! And then here we are now, twenty twenty one, on oh. the internet. <laughs> Boy, I feel hard. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn! What happened to my life? <laughs> Been a, it's been a little bit of a, it's been it's been a stressful time. It's oh. all right, man. It's a pandemic. We're fine. Yeah, it's okay. true. That it's okay. Nothing true. counts in a pandemic. You're okay. I mean, if you ever come back, man, we need to make some music for sure. I yeah, um, I'm not that good of a singer, but I have spirit, you know, and that's you really fifty percent. You can hype up a crowd, dog. I remember. Yeah, I can. I, I can. I, I I would like to think of myself as a as an entertainer. <laughs> An entertainer, as opposed to an actual singer, a show, a song and dance man. There you go. (laughs) So, what made you want to talk about Predator? I mean, obviously, fucking, we all grew up with it. But tell me a little about your. When when did you get into Predator? When was the first time you saw it? All that good shit. So, ah, man, it, dude. Okay, (laughs) so like, it had to have been. I had to have been maybe at least five or six. Is, I think that's about as early oh, as I can wow. remember seeing it for the first time. Fuck. I think I'm, it was either on TV and like my pops was watching it because you know like that was his thing. You know he he his two favorite genres were action movies and comedies because you know like as he put it, he's like I just if I'm watching a movie, I just want the escapism like these compelling gritty real life things. Like I I deal with that every day. He was an attorney. Uh, yes. you know when he was still around so like he's like I deal with like real problems all the time I just want to like see some stuff blow up or laugh at some buffoons on camera so like makes sense action movies were his jam dude so like we um we had like we <laughs> depending on like whether or not he wanted to pay for it <laughs> at the time he's like we had like HBO and Showtime and stuff like back in the early days before like video on demand was a thing and you know you could like before yeah before any of this shit you just you watched it on cable. So it was probably one of the things we saw on cable like one afternoon. And that's where, I think that's where I remember seeing it. And then it wound up just being on TV a lot. Like when it became like, you know, 
like early like tween adolescent era like if you see it on like fox it's like the fox 29 saturday movie you know what i mean like at three in the afternoon because you know you're at home on christmas break and like there's nothing to do like i fucking just realized bro that i i the whole time i saw it when i was like that age like when i was when it was on tv because i i think we had cable for a little bit when i was little but it was probably i don't remember it very well but then i used to watch the first time i saw this movie was on just basic ass tv and it was super edited there was no gore so i remember eventually seeing predator on cable like late high school or like getting into college even and i was like holy shit like this movie's like way more fucking badass than it, I thought it was because the t- the TV edit is pretty lax. Like everything is kind of cut off, and you don't get to see any of the cool gore. No, so, for sure, man. It, it was Mortal Kombat on the SNES, dog. It was like it t- dialed back, was, dude. And even then, I think when I, I I don't remember sitting there and seeing the whole movie. I just saw like bits and pieces of it. Me too. Because I think I was young <laughs> enough, and like you know, like the way it's cut, the way the movie's cut. You know what I mean? It's like it is very suspenseful. And then, you know, like, I mean, we might be getting a little far ahead, but, like, there's an air of tension. So me being, like, a kid, I was probably, like, fucking bored. He was like, these dudes are just walking around the jungle not doing anything. Yeah. But, yeah. And then, like, you know, so I was like, all right. But, and then I remember, the one I really, really remembered was seeing the second one. But that's that's a topic for another day. And I oh, yeah. Think, <sighs> you might be back for that one. That fool's mustache. You know what I'm talking about. Uh- <laughs> Backwards Kango hat. That guy's mustache. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, there you go. Well, well that, that's, that's you know, that's years down the line once, you know, I've already uh, put myself into the records of uh, great guests on this show once, you know, <laughs> a bunch of good things have happened and, you know, you've actually talked to some of the people involved, you know, and oh, like, oh, oh that yeah, will so never j- happen. <laughs> that will never happen. Uh, <laughs> on the Predator 1987 episode, and it's going to be like some nerd at a convention, you know. <laughs> People that I also know and identify with are going to be like, well, on the episode of Predator 1987 with George Gutierrez, he said this, but actually, (laughs) well, the thing is, man, is I never want anyone to ever think that I actually know film. Like, Uh I I really like, uh, like most of our friends going out, like, love watching movies. I have seen a lot of movies, but once I, some of my guests that I've had on and I'm not sure what your history with movies are, but I am freaking blown away at how many movies they've heard of. It's just humbling, bro. Like, I will never catch up. And I think a big part of it is, dude, we spent so much of our focus, like, on time. Like, yeah, we had movies on, but really our primary thing was music. Like, that was it. And when you're doing music, pretty much, like, you touch on video games, you touch on movies, you touch on books. But really, that's where all your creative juices are going. Is seriously. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. And so I, mi- I feel like I missed out on a lot. Um <laughs> In, like, those years between, like, I don't know, sophomore year in high school all the way until, like, I mean, a couple years after college, I just was pretty much just focusing on music. So it's been fun going back because I hadn't seen Predator in almost, who knows, maybe eight or nine years. And watching it again, I'm just going to say this now because, I mean, come on, what do y'all think? I'm a freaking idiot. This movie is freaking badass, (laughs) and I absolutely love it. Well, I'll rate it when we get there, but let's face it. This movie is the shit. Oh, dude. Um, And you know know you're talking about the suspense parts. I think the reason why maybe we didn't appreciate it when we were young and it was just like, okay, these are guys just being quiet in the jungle. Man, when you get older and you realize how fucking awesome the music is, 
it's it just captures the feeling and the eeriness and the like there's t- there's parts of this movie that there's really nothing going on but it's kind of oh, scary yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's suspenseful and it's because mm-hmm. of uh the composer um alan silvestri i think that's is his one name of the is. notes i had yeah and it's like i was like because i did um i watched this two weeks ago um you know my my girlfriend had gone out of town so i was like you know what i'm gonna you know i got off of work because oh, we were the, supposed to record it. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to record last week. A while back, yeah. We won't talk about that. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, I was like, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this thing's on Hulu. Like, I have Hulu. I'll go. I got out of work. I picked up a 12-pack. I ordered a hot and ready. I was like, this is, you know, this is it, man. <laughs> this is what we're doing tonight. And then I'm taking notes. Like, I'm already X amount of beers in because, you know, Fuck X because yeah. I don't actually know. But I was like, so an Alan Silvestri joint? You know this soundtrack is going to slap. That's like what I literally wrote verbatim. I'm looking at my Google Doc right now. And like I was texting you, like I was texting you, you earlier about this. Like, dude, I pulled up my notes. I'm like, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> but no, he did a really good job in composing this score. And Alan oh, Silvestri's catalog is intense. Like, I mean, I... I know damn well I've seen that name a lot in the late 80s and early 90s of like action and suspense films and he does a lot of different stuff like I don't have an IMDB or like a, a discography or a filmography handy but I mean I know sh- yeah yeah I know that he's done um, the Back to the Future films okay and he did a c- couple of Marvel movies but I don't know which ones um, I think Avengers Age okay. of Ultron and he's he did also some kid shit like he did like Lilo and Stitch he did the oh, Polar cool. Express mm-hmm. which is huge uh, Forrest yeah, Gump nice. which is okay um, a movie yeah. that a lot of people have heard of that honestly <laughs> the movie's not great to me but the music is good so there's no mustache in that movie I don't think no, maybe in like the '60s, but they're not. They're just like all character. Like they're not. Gary no Sinise has that when he when he becomes full on. Oh, he has like, long hair. He's got that like. Just dirty I've done a lot of I've done a lot of drugs. <laughs> dirt on my upper lip, mustache. Yeah, like, kind of ratso looking. Like he just looks. <laughs> he's just, he looks like Daryl Dixon, bro. <laughs> yeah, he does, dude. And I don't mean that as a compliment. Yeah, like he my... looks like he smells like dry piss. <laughs> <laughs> For all my Walking Dead fans out here, especially my ladies who love Daryl, I was oh, like, no, yeah. dude, he looks like that. That is alternate reality Edward Furlong, dog. That's parallel universe That's Edward true. Furlong. That's true. I'll do a quick Daryl impression for the ladies. Now, you know, get ready. <laughs> hey, what's up? I use bow and arrow. All right. I hope y'all like that super accurate impression. <laughs> I, y'all got a quick impression early. Damn. All oh, right. Sorry. So um, I, I'm ready to start breaking into this movie, and then we can kind of, like, t- go on tangents as we go along. Let's do it, man. All right. But first, uh, listen about this po- this podcast that I'm going to put a little ad in for, and I apologize if I forget to put it in like I did a couple of episodes ago. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Abigail. We're sisters. And we believe in ghosts. Welcome to Supernatural Sisters, a podcast all about ghostly encounters, bone-chilling monsters, and basically anything that goes bump in the night. Each week, we talk about a haunted place, a legendary monster, or a story that sends shivers down our spine. And maybe we'll talk about the pottery scene from Ghosts. He's not a ghost in that scene. There are other parts of that movie where he's a ghost. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And remember, we we believe believe you. you. Making making new theme music for you and shit. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Yo, put some guitars on that." <laughs> I was gonna say, if you ever want to layer up a guitar 
part to it, do it, and I'll I'll put it on the show. That baseline sick though. Bored. I like that. Did you do that? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't even play bass. I just uh, was fucking around with it, and I was like, ah, eventually I'll figure out something. I'm like, like, oh shit, a pointless B-side, dude. Pointless B-side. All right, all right. Well, if we keep this in, for those that don't know... We won't get into the, we won't get into the deep deep discard. Uh, we won't get into the deep cuts with Daniel J. Segura. You know that's it. That's up to his. That's up to him. That's uh, his yeah. own discretion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people might know about the the pointless uh, punk band I used to be in. Literally yeah. the pointless punk band that was called Pointless. Uh, absolutely loved it. It was good times. Mm-hmm. Um, they might I might keep this in. Um, I don't know. We'll see. They're probably wondering like when did this happen? Why, when did they just start talking? They're like what the fuck? Anyway, like, so. <laughs> So uh, the movie opens up and it's all super. This like the what I this movie's kind of cut in two parts. It's like military movie and then c- cool creature movie. But um, oh, actually no, it, I'm wrong. It opens up with the starlit sky and we see the the music swell. We get Predator. We see the spaceship come through and it's like PS2 graphics. But I bet it looked dope mm. back then, dude. Yeah, it did look really dope. I was like, oh shit, here comes that spaceship, and then you know. It you just, get the battle pod straight out of like Star Wars, yeah. straight out of like New Hope and Spaceballs. I was like, oh hell yeah! Yeah, it just like poops out a little, <laughs> a, little yeah. a little space vessel, and then uh, we get the helicopters coming into uh, and onto the shore of this. I, I'm not sure if they ever say where we're at, but we're definitely in looks like in some kind of South American jungle or something, um, and we get our first look at Carl Weathers, who's just straight chilling, looking fucking just dapper as shit he's got a tie like he looks like a wrestler where trying to wear a business suit it's hilarious because he's so giant and then we get jesse ventura who's on the actual helicopter with his damn dope ass mustache and his aussie hat and everyone exits the helicopter and then we got good old arnold in the back smoking a stogie looking cool as shit in a fucking red polo which is pretty hard to pull off i mean dude yeah polos in general are hard to pull off man mm-hmm. i wear like golf shirts for work and stuff because we have like you know business casual dress code where i work oh, yeah you know back when we all used to go into offices like you know what golf shirt dry fits dog it's hot you know I, I got i was i got hired at that place during the summer i was like it's hot bro i don't need like long sleeve button downs like give me that polo <laughs> but i mean i can't i can't be out here looking like arnold with polo and khakis it doesn't work dog i don't I don't hit the gym enough. Yeah, like when I go, when I wear a polo, I automatically look like a Christian. Like, <laughs> anyways, so um, so he goes up to the, Arnold goes up to the general. His name is uh, Dutch. He goes. I, I might switch in between, but y'all know who he is. And he goes up to this general guy, and he tells him, um, the general tells him, "We lost a chopper. We need you and your guys to help capture." They think this guerrilla army captured the men, and they need them to go in and get these guys back. And it's so weird because they're having like this little kind of strategy meeting, and all of a sudden, Carl Weathers just kind of pops out of nowhere, and he's like, "Well, some damn because basically Arnold goes like, how come y'all just aren't sending regular military out there?'" And he's like, "Cause some damn fool accused you of being the best." And I'm like, "How did Carl Weathers even hear them?" He's like. 25 feet away but it's carl weathers dog he's got powers yeah it's true maybe you can read lips or some shit i don't know and uh they come in and yeah we get that you son of a bitch there you go and i did the clap just to you know just for a little bit of sound effects i heard that (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that and then you it looks like they did like a fucking thousand push ups before they cut like did this scene. Like they were sweaty and this whole movie is sweaty. I had so swamp butt oil, the whole dude. time. Yeah, dude. I'm like I have a comment about that later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh so eventually because, I don't know, you can already tell Dutch is a little suspicious about what's going on here, but they give him a, a, a pretty good reason to go out there. But we do find out that Dutch is pretty honorable because he did refuse to do this one operation because he was like, look, we're, we're a rescue team. We're not assassins. So that kind of gives you an idea. The movie basically sets it up like, okay, so this is going to be, he's our hero. Like, he's, he's mm -hmm. got. He's a, good, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good he's guy. Got a code. He's got a code. He's got a code. And so we find out um, from here that they're going to go out there. They get in their helicopters. They have the, I think it's the only song that's not um, like an operatic song. It's, I think it's Little Richard's Long, uh, Long Tall Sally. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. Long Tall Sally or. Um, I think it's that. Or was it? I thought it was getting up for the night. I'm trying to remember. Rollover Beethoven? I thought it was Rollover Beethoven. Oh, it might be. I don't know. I it, it was, was definitely a little Richard, Richard though, right? Yeah, it was a little okay. Richard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping I got that right. That's yeah, he's like, uh, I saw, like I said, I saw this movie like three weeks ago drunk, so I think it was Little <laughs> Richard. We'll see. <laughs> and I, it's so funny. Like, I like the fact that they chose that song. You would have thought these guys all look terrifying. They all look like different video game characters that are like in a military type movie or a military type video game because they all have different characteristics. You got glasses guy. You got the Aussie hat guy. Like you just as you watch the movie, you're like, yeah, they all kind of like they all kind of bring a little something to the table. Which I really, which I think is kind of the reason this movie also whoops like just it's just awesome. It just kicks asses. Everybody's just a just a little bit different, but yet they're also a team. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So ragtag group. It's a rag. Group, it's a rag so. Yeah, it's a ragtag group. Uh, Almost, all, I guess what they were hoping Suicide Squad would feel like, but it wasn't uh, what it felt like. Just felt like hot garbage. Um, <laughs> and in the helicopter, we get to know some of these guys. You got, you got the guy with glasses who makes a a pussy joke. <laughs> I don't like saying was, that word in my show. I was wondering when you were going to get to that. I was like, is he going to say the word? I know. I'm that's not, actually that's actually director Shane Black. Oh, it is? Yeah, man. He was Tarantino before Tarantino was Tarantino. <gasps> Holy shit. The glasses? Mm -hmm. That's glasses, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm sure somebody on the internet's going to refute me, but I'm pretty sure that's glasses, yeah. I might be. I think it is. On, uh, I, I might have... Um, I might have... Yeah, that is Shane Black. Yeah, he plays Rick Hawkins, who I just call glasses. Um, and he tries to make this joke to Billy, who's like the tracker guy, who is of like Native American descent, and uh, he just stares at him with this straight face. I honestly think he just couldn't hear him. It seems very loud in the helicopter. Plus, you got little Richard yelling in your ear, and uh, I think that's what that was about. But he's not in the mood for a joke. Jesse Ventura gets mad that no one wants his chewing tobacco, and that he spits on Carl Weathers' boots like a real asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, he was straight up chewing that shit. I was like, mm, no. Like, he's got, like, a giant ball of it. Like, not even, oh. like, a little, like, where he's just kind of tucking it in. Like, he just, mm -hmm. I'm like, ugh, man. Dude. Big Chief Wahoo, dude. Hell yeah. Then the guys prepare to head off with the helicopter. They zip line on their way down. The damn, the jungle is foggier than the damn horror movie. Like, it's like a werewolf movie out there. Um, but I think they're trying to push the fact that it is freaking humid, and it is, it's a damn 
real life freaking jungle and actually i'm not sure exactly where they shot this but it is pretty legit like it looks super not great to be stuck in for sure like you don't want to be there too long and this mission is only supposed to be a day so it's not like they brought tents or any equipment like that really they're supposed to pop in get the freaking um uh, the captives or whatever the guys and then get the fuck out within within a day because they don't want anyone taking notice of what's going on because this is a whole guerrilla army thing and you can get into war crimes and all that shit so i think they're trying to keep it kind of low-key as far as we know at the at this point of the movie and then the uh, after that they're just kind of going like just tracking around and then they find the helicopter right that is basically crashed into a tree and they don't find the bodies, but I think Poncho is able to tell that they were both basically shot in the head. And the tracker Billy, he's like a he is like superpower. Like this guy is as if he he saw surveillance cameras of what happened. He like knew how many guys were there, how many like that there were guerrilla army dudes, and all this shit. And but at the same time, like there's no bodies anywhere, so they're all confused and shit. And then they go ahead, go ahead and head out and follow the guerrilla soldiers' um, tracks, so that way they can eventually, hopefully, find where they're all camped out at and shit. But yeah, pretty much here, it just feels like a military movie, and they're kind of going back and forth, and you're starting to see how Dutch is getting a little suspicious, right, with um, with Dylan Carl Weathers, because Carl Weathers be acting kind of like. He's just kind of make yeah a little sus like he's kind of making sure like oh I didn't know about that. <laughs> he's a terrible liar. Yeah, terrible he's liar, Dylan. Super bad liar in this movie. And even um, Pancho says something like about Afghanistan. Like you remember Afghanistan and and he's like yeah I'm not sure what happened in Afghanistan at that point but I'm sure it wasn't good. Yeah, well, it was when they were um it was the early days. I think it was like right around the time like the Kurds. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, like the yeah. skirmish was like Saddam before Saddam. I mean <laughs> I was like yeah we're we're a pretty long way from forgetting about Afghanistan. And immediately I'm like holy shit this is Metal Gear dude. This is Metal Gear 3 <laughs> and 4. <laughs> I think I say that like four or five times in my notes. Like, yeah, this is definitely metal fucking gear. <laughs> but, <laughs> which, but yeah, I mean, no. which is a good thing, honestly. Yeah, it's <laughs> why this movie is so dope. And Billy starts to get his like spidey sense going, and boom, he finds. Uh, and it's a really freaky scene because there's all these like birds eat chomping up at these like bodies that are completely skinned, hanging from a tree. It is dark dude they all look like the guy from hellraiser the first one just all meat yeah, yeah it's pulled them inside out dude dude that is a dope scene like just the the practical effects in this movie are off the charts you don't see it like that anymore hell no nah. and uh, so they find they find the bodies they find out that one of the guys is jim hopper who dutch knew and he said he was a green beret and he's kind of wondering like what the hell was he doing out here in the jungle like he was he kind of knew where he was stationed at prior so he was a little suspicious about everything, and of course, uh, Carl Weathers is acting like he don't know shit. And um, so now, things are getting much more serious. Now they bring out their weapons, and this is around the time we're introduced to um, Jesse Ventura's M134 minigun, which is, like, basically the fucking god machine. Like, dude, it's like, old painless. Old painless. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man, they were so badass. <laughs> And Billy can't find a single track, so this is getting really suspicious now. 
So then this is the first time we get our first POV of that signature predator view of like heat seat, you know, the, the heat signature uh, view. And it also kind of sort of sounds like heat when he's the way he hears is like as if you're underwater, you can kind of hear, but it's a little airy and a little bland, like a little vague as to what people are saying. But it is very, very creepy. I remember when I was young and I saw this, like when I was like eight or nine. I was like, oh shit, what the hell is this thing? It's it's really, really good. But then Carl Weathers trips for a second. Just for a second. He just slips a little bit. And then he turns and he runs into Mac, the creepiest one out of all of them. This guy is so fucking intense. Everyone knows this guy too, right? Like I, I've had friends that are this like intense and just freak me out. And he tells he tells Carl Weathers to his face, like, you're ghosting us, motherfucker. <laughs> Which I Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, dude, he delivered that. He delivered the line so well. Like, you don't go society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because basically he's getting pissed. Like, dude, you're gonna, you're gonna freaking get us marked. Yeah, you're gonna get us hurt. And he says, if you do it again, I'm gonna bleed. I'm gonna kill you quietly. Or I'm gonna kill. I think he's gonna bleed you out quietly or something like that. Something like really fucked up and over the top, but still badass. That you know true bill duke fashion man. Oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying so good and he doesn't blink or anything it's just so <laughs> good i've never seen that man blink in a single movie <laughs> menace of society no blink you know you know you don't fucked up oh uh, then we get uh we get a little action to kind of get us going again dutch finds the gorilla camp and he sees he does see one american captive and great timing because he gets to see him get his goddamn head blown off yeah dude. yeah brutal. rough uh the the guys uh spread out prepare for their attack they all get set up and you gotta love the part where jesse ventura like almost hits a wire i just so remember that as a kid like oh shit like that was like the first movie where i saw that where somebody almost hits a wire and then they have to like disengage it quietly i love all that shit that covert like weird shit and um then dutch is uh, for being as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger is, he's like a super stealth son of a... He's like out there in the open. No one's noticing him. He lifts up like a fucking truck thing that he puts a giant explosive in. I think the truck is being used to like well water. It's a generator or, so or something. Yeah, yeah maybe the a wheels generator. on like a pulley system. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like a generator or a water well. Yeah, you're right. And then, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So then he, he lifts it because the wheels are actually spinning to move that to move that that pulley and once he lifts it and puts it down it goes forward he sets off the explosive as soon as it hits the center of the camp and just explodes it now it's showtime everyone comes out man this firefight these guys are so armed to the teeth of just all kinds of grenade launchers like people are just fucking getting destroyed bro dude seriously it's like an entire weapons depot they just had <laughs> they just happen to have like the guys took in like every fucking gun ever made and this group of like rebels that are like being funded by the soviets have every soviet gun ever made and it's just a giant firefight that i'm like they don't make gunfights like this anymore you know what no I mean? and such a tight spot too it's not like they're fighting super spread out like they're it's all kind of happening within this little camp and you do see jesse matura's minigun this time actually start he starts using it his dude has like a backpack like he has basically a ghostbuster size backpack of bullets it's freaking awesome and we get the classic uh throughout this fight we get the classic arnold one of one of the many catchphrases that arnold schwarzenegger has in this where he throws a knife at a guy and it impels him to the wall and he says stick around 
Um, which does not sound like him. I can't do an Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I'm going to try. Uh, it's going to be horrible, and everyone will hate me for it. Uh, but they're all so used to me screwing up accents. It's not a big deal. So then this, uh, this woman tries to sneak up on Dutch. Uh, who I think is um, I forget her name I think her name is Anna in the movie yeah I think it's Anna Anna, Anna, Anna. and he bops her in the head <laughs> just like yeah dude. <laughs> sorry and she gave it a good college try she, you know, she's trying to sneak up on him and Mac mentions that uh, the hostage uh, that was killed was CIA and that like you said their Russian military advisors were killed and so there's def definitely some shady ass shit going on and this is when this is when uh, Dutch realizes shit. Dylan definitely cooked up some story and basically tricked Dutch and, and his men into coming into this camp. I, I forget what he tells them, but he, doesn't he tell them like they, they were they considered them expendable? It's like you set this up, Dylan. <laughs> it's like, like that's right, Dutch. You're an asset, an expendable asset, <laughs> or some shit like that. You sold us out, you son of a bitch. He gets mad, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, it's real mad, man. Well, it's the it's when they finally see that like. The, the rest of the crew because it's all bullshit like they're there for you know Dylan's CIA like lackey like, he's a CIA lackey and he just basically got these guys as patsies to you know fulfill Langley's requests for god knows what like we'll get in like that gets I think that gets kind of explained later in the movie but it's always some bullshit where like the administrative intelligence branches of the government will use like your military your soldiers, dudes that just know combat, know the field. These guys get played like pawns on a chess table by like some fool in DC. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. And the, the, we won't get into it. Like, like I said, it's Metal Gear, the movie. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it, y'all. You want us to get us to the good shit. But this is uh, this is really good stuff, too. I do like the, the first part of the movie. I love the part where Poncho tells Jesse Ventura, like, hey, man, uh, you're bleeding. And Ventura says, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, dude. and then he shoots like <laughs> Poncho shoots like four grenades in the fucking air to blow up this guy who's like I guess like in a bunker or something like he's really yeah. hidden. Fucking Poncho, dude. Dude, Poncho's dope. It was, it was always cool yeah, to have like dope. like oh cool we got like a Latino in the mix. We got one of us out there. Got one of us out there <laughs> doing some shit. Uh, although we'll get to Poncho, uh, <laughs> he doesn't mm -hmm. really have the. Best. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a good. There's a good part right after this, uh, or not right after this. There's a. There's a good like Bill Duke moment coming up right now. Yeah, hell yeah. This part of the movie. So, at this point, then uh, Dylan does mention at some point that he wants to keep the hostage, um, Anna, and Dutch is like, fine, whatever. But if you fall behind, it's your fault. You die, not our fault. So now they basically they gotta get past the border because the area is way too hot for the helicopters to be coming through. So they gotta go like freaking twelve miles out or some shit like that. So Billy lets them know uh, where they need to get out of there and how they need to go, which isn't gonna be very easy. Then I think this is the part you're talking about, where all of a sudden Dylan is kind of walking, and then Mac goes, "Hey, get over here" or some shit like that, and he's like, "Turn around." And he turns around, and you see him bring out a fucking giant-ass knife, and he he kind of, like, stabs toward his shoulder, and then Dylan turns around like, what the fuck, dude? And he has a scorpion in it. So, it's yeah, so symbolic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to step on that bit, but, like, yeah. No, that, that part was pretty, was pretty cold. I'm like, man, hell yeah. Like, Mac, Mac is a good character. Like, Mac's, like, that classic, like, hard-ass, like, hard-boiled, oh, yeah. insane off kilter like guy you have in your team you know what i mean yeah. the one he's the wild card for sure basically like there was really nothing else this guy could do 
Like this was the this is the job that that Mac was meant to do. Could you imagine someone that intense like at your accounting job? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. You got to carry this integer. Like I don't know shit about it. <laughs> carry this integer. Uh, so, so uh, glasses uh, once again tries to make Billy laugh by doing that joke about his wife's giant vagina. And it actually makes Billy laugh, uh, like belly laugh, which is amazing. Because uh, this whole time we really haven't even heard Billy talk too much. A couple of lines here and there. And uh, and now then we get the POV of the Predator, and he's listening to Billy laugh. He's listening to the conversations going on, and he's also repeating them. Like I, I guess like maybe he has a listening device in his helmet or something, and he's repeating them in his head. Then you see him grab the dead scorpion, and that's when you first get to see his giant monster hand. And you're like, okay, this is like, this is definitely some kind of creature now. Um, it's not like a type of alien where because I'm trying to think about this watching this for the very first time. Like if I was watching this for the first time as a kid, I'm sure I was like, okay, shit, we're messing, we're like dealing with something freaking dangerous. So the crew decides to work their way through the jungle. Uh, Anna goes and tries to get away from Dylan. Then Poncho stops her, pretty badass, and tells Billy to. He tells Dylan to get his shit together, maybe grab a leash, and uh, and then Dutch Dutch then goes up to Billy because Billy's acting like weird as shit. He's just like looking at the trees and shit. Poor Billy, man. This whole movie, I, this whole movie, I feel kind of bad for Billy because it's like he kind of knew right away something was not right, but he just couldn't quite figure out what was going on i kind of feel like and we'll get there i just kind of feel like they did billy a little dirty to be honest uh, yeah but he's kind of freaking out and he tells he tells dutch that he thinks that something's out there but they don't find anything then freaking anna gets away she hits poncho in the face she runs they tell glasses to go get her he chases after her he stops her and right when he's trying to get a hold of her freaking predator comes in all invisible. This is the first time you see him in his like camouflage style look, where it looks really dope. The, the 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 effects are actually pretty good for the time, and still look decent now. And he just stabs or just impels the shit out of him, probably with the blades, and blood just splatters all over on his face. And then he drags him through the jungle. And this is when the guys come in and they're like, "Well, um, all we can see is some entrails in the grass, um, and that's pretty much it. We're guessing that's." that's glasses and the guys are arguing and they're freaking out they don't see the trail or anything like that they don't know who the fuck did it they know it wasn't anna because she's all freaked out and she can't even talk she says something that she thinks the jungle came alive um which i remember feeling kind of like i don't know <laughs> it's very like la Llorona, yeah like, like donkey lady kind of stuff she's Again, this is more San Antonio talk. Donkey Lady, La Llorona. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, they made that La Llorona movie, so people might know They that. might know the that. Donkey they, Lady. Maybe at least seen the... the yeah, the Donkey Lady. I don't know if they've heard of the Donkey Lady. <laughs> Dancing with the Devil at Latimer's Nightclub. You know, that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, exactly. And so she's freaking the fuck out. And they're all freaking fighting. Then they go and spread out to try to find him. And if they're not finding him because basically predators hanging him from way up on a tree they do show his body and he's just like hanging way 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 up there and after that part don't they don't they i think i remember there's a scene i just have this in my notes for some reason but i didn't notice this but jesse ventura actually has an mtv shirt on which is really dope <laughs> yeah, 1987 like cut off yeah yeah it's got that like that color palette that like 
faded, like, but neon, like, pastel, like, the pink and the yellow and the turquoise, not the turquoise, like, the aquamarine or yeah, aqua. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that classic logo. Back when MTV was cool. Yeah, man. Oh, what my MTV? I just think it's so weird that they never hear him in the trees because he's going on the trees but he he's fucking he's seven like he looks like he's six eight or seven feet tall or something how do they not hear him that that's the only thing about this movie that i think like i get not being able to see him but dude if you have like say you had Shaq trying to like run across a branch in the rain in rainforest you're gonna hear like rustling and yeah. shit right make some fucking noise you'd hear it like Oof. like like his big ass grunting you know what i mean <laughs> and yeah oh. no the guy that played predator is a set like he's seven foot two and like even like the character itself like he's not like a skinny it's not like a skinny like roswell alien that it, you're it's literally like a giant like thanos sized son of a bitch you know what i mean yeah but in like, but I'm thinking like, will they pull the bodies that high up in the trees? Would the ambient noise from the jungle floor have masked that? But you know, foliage makes yeah, foliage makes noise. Yeah, you're and right. And that guy's rushing, and he's holding, carrying a body like the predator's like super strong, super agile, but still like yeah, that's a lot of weight to move that fast. You're gonna make some noise. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you got a good point. Yeah, it's yeah, that's only, and you are right about the ambient noise because it does get really fucking loud in the jungle. So yeah, it's a little, it's a, I could kind of see it both ways. And so then at that point, well, we lose one of our favorite characters so far. Jesse Ventura gets distracted by a little furry jungle creature who is making a little bit of noise. And then he gets lasered and gets his chest blown out. <laughs> just fucking rowdy, dude. He gets dark. Oof, man, just oof. It's like a. It, it almost looked like a, I mean, very akin because they're so close, you know, there actually has been AVP and all that. It's like a, an alien came out of his chest, but there was no alien. It was just yeah. the explosion part. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and then then Matt comes through to check on him, and that's when he, he sees the eyes of Predator, and he starts, he gets shook. He just starts shooting that direction, which is basically what I would do. I'd be like, like ah, everybody starts shooting. La Yorona! La shooting. Fucking get her in! <laughs> get that donkey bitch! Lechuza are coming. It's a lechuza side! And they just. And this is. I remember this scene staying with me when I was a kid because literally all of them blast the jungle. Just shoot the shit out of it. Just spray the area. They basically knock it all down, they clear it. And there's nothing. There's no body. They did get one shot off, but they didn't notice it first. How do you how do you not notice green gack blood? I don't know. Dude, seriously. It was like right there too. Like they walked right past Yeah. Like you were looking for real real blood so so badly you missed the neon green shit that looks like ectoplasm. Uh but, you know, whatever. And oh, and then uh, the little lady finds it. Anna <laughs> finds it. And she'll say a shit. Yeah, she's like, oh, that can't be good. <laughs> yeah. We're in trouble. Oh, and that's not how she sounds. <laughs> that's not, that's, she has like two or three lines in the movie. As you know, she like does that. not sound like that. She sounds more like, more like this. I remember long time ago. 
Wait, that's not a kind of Asian. I was not trying to do an Asian accent. I'm going to cut no, that out. No, I'm going to no. cut that out. I was like, she sounds <laughs> not quite Sofia Vergara, not quite Salma Hayek. Uh, I would say she kind of sounds like... <sighs> the girl, the, the woman from Reina del Sur, Queen of the South. She kind of sounds like oh, her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought right. it was her at first. I had to, I had to Wikipedia her, but I don't... I forgot what other movies that the girl, the character, who, the actress who plays Anna was in, but I... I, like, I have seen her in some shit movie? back in the like '90s. I think I did see yeah, her in a couple yeah. things. Definitely like Mexican or like Spanish cinema, yeah. not like Mexican telenovelas or something. Yeah, exactly. And so then Mac is like, just he's freaked out. Like there's the part where he's just holding onto the gun and the barrel still spinning because he uses the the freaking minigun, and he's just like, just man. Like he th- from this point on, Mac is really really weird. And sweating more than anyone I've ever seen him. Like, he's got, like, meat sweats or liquor sweats. Well, yeah, because he's got that flash. Yeah, maybe it's the whiskey or the bourbon that he's he's sipping on. Because this dude is... It made, it made me feel so sticky. Like, I was just like, damn, this dude's got that sweat. It looked like someone got him with a super soaker, dude, just before every shot. <laughs> before every take. And from there, they, he sets up a bunch of flares, and I think he sets up some claymores and frags uh, to protect the perimeter. And we get like a little somber moment where he does leave that flask with his dead homie. And uh, and so yeah, so then uh, uh, that's when Anna you you see her that she she uh, sees the glowy green gack. We then have a dope scene where the predator is uh, nursing his bullet wo- bullet uh, bullet wound on his leg, and that was one of the coolest to me, one of the dopest scenes. It kind of reminds me of Rambo with, or not Rambo, First Blood, when Sylvester Stallone's trying to like heal his wound and he's doing shit to it, and it's all painful. That's kind of what Wait, happens yeah. here. Yeah, and not quite like I'm gonna get you, sucker. Where you know he has to like when he has the blood blister on his finger, <laughs> <laughs> he's like ah. But that's where they that's the parody of it. Like Rambo heats up the knife or some shit and he presses it against his chest. He does some I think in I think Rambo does something where he throws gunpowder I could be wrong, but I think it's one where he throws maybe it's a different movie. But I remember one where they throw gunpowder in it to like catalyze it or whatever. Uh-huh. And to like light fire through it. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, that is insane. It's gnarly. Mm. I'll have to look that up. So from there and he screams like he goes, ah! and and so everyone like looks and everyone's freaking out. Then Dylan calls in one uh, calls in on the radio because they're like, "Dude, call on the radio, bro! Like this is this shit is getting real. This is fucked. This is fucked. Yeah. Shit has fully hit the fan at this point." Um, Mac mentions that he saw one of them in camouflage, but he saw his eyes and he disappeared. Uh, Anna is still talking about the fucking the jungle coming to life. Then Billy just goes and he he looks into the distance like the most Native American thing, the cliche Native American thing you can think of. He's looking in the distance. He says, there's something out there waiting for us, and it's no man. We're all going to die. Well, thanks for the pep talk, Billy. I really appreciate your positive motivational speeches, you fucking asshole. (laughs) So for the rest of this movie... Um, we go from here and Mac is out there talking to himself. It's nighttime. He's got first watch. He's just talking to himself. He's so freaky. And all of a sudden a flare goes off and it's crazy dark. You don't even know what's going on. And he's just stabbing the shit out of this thing that ran into him. It turns out it's a wild boar. Some sh- a giant ass boar, by the way, it's like bear sized. 
and they're all kind of laughing at him, which I would have been like, no, this isn't good. Like, we need to be keeping an eye out what's going on out here. And that's when they find out that Predator took Ventura's body. So it's as if he needed the body. It's like a ritual almost. Like, he's like, well, I can't kill any of y'all until, like, I do my ritual with this one. Then I can go to the next one. And they find more of that out as we go along, right? Like, base. oh, this is when we also, when we find out that they, they have 12 miles. They actually needed more to have to go even a further distance when they were at the camp. But now they have they have about 12 miles to get past the border so they can actually get some help. Um, so, yeah. and Oh, and that's also when Arnold finds out that it bleeds because Anna lets him know that this thing bleeds. It's like a chameleon, but she found she found out that she found its blood. And he goes, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, so now the squad decides to basically make a stand right then and there because – they if they try to go rendezvous at the site they're just going to get dead because you're vulnerable when you're on the move it's better to make up like set up camp set up traps so we get like the home alone part of this the, the home alone trap part of this movie where now it's time to <laughs> <laughs> how many of these movies are we going to compare to home alone? dude i try to do it every time <laughs> Like, have you heard other episodes where I do it? Hard Target, home, the, <laughs> home Alone on the Bayou. Home Alone on the Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all alone in the Bayou. Oh, God. I would love Macaulay Culkin to be in the Bayou. Oh, God, he's so pale. That same mullet. That mullet. That same mullet. <laughs> you mean Macaulay Culkin with the mullet? Oh, my God. The brown sugar, brown sugar ramen mullet. <laughs> So, uh, listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. Hard Target. So much fun. So, from this point, yeah, we get all the traps going on. A lot of good shit going on here. I love it. We find out that they have trip wires on every tree for, for like 50 yards or something like that. So, they have it set up pretty well. That's when we get the story from Anna about when she was – do you know this, man? Do you have this in your notes, this story? I didn't get it that well, but – it's like very folklory, but apparent. Oh yeah, let me see here. Something about. Hold on a second. Uh, weird. See, beware of the. No, okay, hold on. I, their minds are a little out of order. Let me see. Oh yeah, green blood, clear brush. Okay, gratuitous ammo fights. Yeah, all right, we got to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're just going through all your. Oh, the demon who makes trophies of men. There you go. That, I couldn't remember the saying of what it was. Yeah, the demon that makes trophies of men. Because apparently bodies had men's, like their men's, the bodies were popping up skinned and all fucked up at some point in her childhood, which I don't know if they're trying to say that the predators have been coming through like every few years to do this shit, like almost like a trial thing. Or an exhibition thing where they go to different planets. And, I mean, I don't know why they would just keep coming back. They're probably just kicking our ass every time. It's kind of not fair, though. Could you imagine if if you're new to the planet and we don't, we're not ready for you? We don't know what you're bringing to the table. Like, what the hell do you expect? You're just going to keep catching people off guard and killing them. Just, well, yeah. Kind of fucked up. I think about it, too. Like, they explain it a little bit in... Um, the second one, right? The second one. The second one, and they touch on it again in Alien vs. Predator, because there's like, oh yeah, there's like yeah. that thing in the. Well, I mean, dude, that movie's been out forever, but yeah, there's yeah, like the, the Aztec it, yeah. pyramid, and a, there's an Aztec pyramid in Antarctica that's got an alien queen that was captured by the Predator race because that's where they try. That's where they have like their Jedi trials or their tuning exams or, you know, basically their Predator bar mitzvah where they go from like 
predator cub to full predator warrior, and they're supposed to like fuck up a bunch of aliens. <laughs> predator barbits. <laughs> but yeah, that's what they do. They're they're like they're like the Klingons, man. They're like a warrior race, and they hunt for sport. And then you know that um, going to different planets to just kind of like test their skills and do survival training because like Predator wasn't packing a whole lot. Like he had what his spear, his spear, his shoulder cannon, his gauntlet, and then like you know himself. Yeah, his you know own I mean? strength, which is pretty intense. Yeah. As we'll mm-hmm. find out soon. Yeah. So then uh, Dutch heads out to, I guess, coax it because he wasn't coming through. And it's eerily quiet. I really like this part because it's eerily quiet. The music isn't swelling or nothing. It's really chill. And even the jungle's quiet. And for a moment there, you're like, okay, what's going to go on? What's going to go on? And then all of a sudden, right behind him, which we didn't even see, a freaking trap goes off. He catches the predator. He shoots his way out with this shoulder cannon. And in the and while he's doing that, hits a freaking log or some shit, which comes down, and oh, Poncho, yeah, talk about just being meant to talking about Home Alone with the paint cans coming off the staircase. This is what you get, Poncho. You got, you got a log in the Pobrecito, bro. <laughs> Home Alone two, yeah, Home Alone two, lost in Guatemala. Lost in Guatemala. And I thought Pancho was done. I'm like, his ribs got to be dust. Uh, but he actually is somehow s- uh, sort of alive <laughs> for a little bit. Um, the Predator takes off running. And this is when finally uh, Carl Weathers sees it. He's just like, oh, shit. Like, they weren't fucking around. This is actually something. Because he was, like, the most skeptical. He's like, don't, dude. This is just these guerrilla soldier guys. There's obviously three of them. There's not just one thing trying to get us. But he finally realizes it. Mac obviously just gets triggered and just heads out yelling like a crazy person to go and get the Predator. He's so good, dude. I also love his bit of, like, it makes me so uncomfortable when he has the Bic razor and he just keeps kind of rubbing it on his face. Oh, dude, It's yeah. so good. Like, it makes me so... And then there's that that the second time we see him. You see him do it in the helicopter in the beginning. Then the second time he does it, he pushes it so hard on his skin, it bleeds underneath and he breaks it. Oh, it's so good. Those little... Things. I was like, man, how can y'all shave dry like that? Yeah. <laughs> I have a full beard. And I'm like, no. And I'm thinking about the time... But I have, a, like a, I have a shaved head, so I'm thinking about the time I used the head blade and I dug in too far and I literally peeled my head like a fucking potato. Holy shit, dude. It was gnarly, dude. <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker's out here doing that voluntarily with a bick, a single blade rusty bick <laughs> along like his jugular and shit. I'm like, no, no, no. Braver man than me will do that. Not me, not <laughs> I've already shaved my skin off. It's not funny. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Oof. You gotta watch out with the balls too. You don't wanna... I think that mad skate. I was thinking of going. I'm thinking of trying wax, dude. I think I might get. I might get waxed, bro. Cause I, 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 I nice and smooth. Yeah, cause I, I've never thought ever thought I would ever do it. But the more people I talk to about it, they're like, honestly, there's worse parts to get waxed. So I'm like, shit, man, wax them up, baby. Tip to tape, man. There then I'll know. be. I'll actually be vaxxed and waxed. I can actually say it. You can just glide through life, dude. You know what I'm saying? It'd be aerodynamic. You know what Oof. I mean? You'd walk with a little bit of. You'd feel the the wind shear along it. You know what I mean? I know. Like I'm trying to imagine what my life would be like without a tuft of hair down my asshole. <laughs> anyway, so uh, 
This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Manscaped. Use the promo code Mustachio to get forty percent off your next order. Manscaped. Oh, I'm gonna hear about this for anyone that happens to get almost an hour into this episode. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Matt goes to track the predator. He sort of uh, he lines his load a little bit. He kind of takes off his shit. He's like, I'm going full tracking mode. Dylan goes out looking for Mac. I love this part where he's like, Mac, Mac. And then Mac fucking grabs him from him. He grabs his mouth. He's like, shh. <laughs> like, oh, God, he's so fucking scary to me. Mac is almost as scary as the <laughs> No, he's scarier. Okay. So, like, yeah, yeah that, part, that part threw me the fuck off. I was like, no. He's such a Because, like, you warrior. know, earlier when he's, like, studying the voices, like, no, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> It is so intense. I love that part. And then that's when they can both see him. Like you're like, because I think it's one of those things. It's almost like those old, I forget what those were called. Maybe magic eye or something like that. Remember those old in the nineties, you had to like cross your eyes cross and then you would see the image. Uh -huh. The magic eye picture. Yes. I feel like. Like mall rats. Yes. I think it becomes like that where all of a sudden you're looking at things different because you'll be able to see him but you have to kind of look beyond to be able to see him when he's in camouflage or stealth mode or whatever so they do see him in the tree and they're like okay i think dylan decides he's going to go and try to distract him so matt can flank him kind of they're trying to do jurassic park raptor style fighting <laughs> yeah clever girl yeah dude but uh doesn't quite work out uh as uh damn this is the first time we see the little laser shit where it's like his little target system and you see those three little dots on poor mac <sighs> goes out he went out he went out balling. Dude, he did go out balling i wish he could have at least gotten a swing in or something but now mac just gets his head blown off uh pretty much almost it's just right through the skull and i think we do stop in for a little bit just to check on dutch poncho uh anna and billy and they're heading out to the helicopter basically they're trying to get the hell out of there to the rendezvous point and there's a part where anna's about to grab something and dutch tells her like no don't grab a weapon because it looks like he's this whatever this is is just trying to kill whoever actually has a weapon because it's it's not sport if you're just defenseless you know it's not worth it it's like killing a baby deer um not that I killed deer. <laughs> no, I'm no. not much of a hunter. I've never been hunting. Yeah, I've never been hunting. So I, I just I would probably be really bad at it. Not that you know, whatever. Do we just uh, if you like to um, stand in the woods for a long, long time and kill something with? Um, I feel like kill it with your bare hands. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a gun's kind of too much of an advantage. There you go, man. I mean, look, think about it. Like a full-grown deer, a buck will have. An impressive set of antlers. Those things can fuck you up, man. And they get pretty fast. They can get up to, like, what, 30 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour? Wow. Like, coming at you full speed with that set of antlers is intense. But, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Kill you if you're sure. going to pick them off, you're going to pick them off at, like, 40 yards with your 30 out six. Like, that takes skill. It takes patience when you're just waiting for your target. But it's kind of like they're just chilling and doing nothing. Again, like, I've never been hunting. Like, from this point, uh, we see Mac get shot in the face. Dalen comes around. And he's trying to find where Mac is, and he sees freaking Mac's face just staring at him, like, all creepy with open eyes. And Dylan is looking around, like, where the fuck is this guy? Where is he? I'm just trying to see if we can hear him. And then he sees him up in the tree, and what happens, dude? Oh, this is one of my favorite kill shots, because, Jesus, he gets shot. 
his arm falls off. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and it's still shooting. Which is I don't know if that's a thing or not, but maybe if I guess if you were happen to have your finger down, maybe it would keep going, but I don't know. Either way, it's fucking awesome. Just to see his like his giant buff arm just like da 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 and he's freaking the fuck out. And this is when you actually get to see how they get to kind of make him look so much faster when he's in stealth mode. I think it was such a genius idea to create that bit for him, like that power, because it would have been so hard to make him look fast in that costume because you can tell that is a very overwhelmingly heavy, difficult costume to move in. And they actually do a decent job of making him look as fast as he can. But yes, when he's in that stealth mode and he's running and he's just like just charging he busts you see him bust out the fucking i guess almost like wolverine calls but it's just two and he just freaking impels his shit out of carl weathers i gotta say he carl weathers uh dylan might have the best death scene like just the way he holds him up like that that's so fucking oh, mortal yeah. combat dude yeah dude that's, that's what i said in my notes like that's an mk style <laughs> it really is man it is intense as shit damn this movie's fun hell yeah <laughs> What a ride, what a ride, and we're not done yet. I know, and Dylan yells like a son of a bitch, and so Billy turns around, and so everyone turns around, but Billy definitely turns around, and he's like, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm Native American, I'm gonna go full on, just straight up battle with this dude, he throws his freaking assault rifle to the, like, down to the creek, takes off his gear, he cuts, he brings out his, like, fighting knife thing, and he... You know, slices his chest. He's ready to fucking battle. And then he gets killed off screen. <laughs> I hated that so much, dude. I was like, come on, man. Like, it could have been this really badass thing where they could have been hunting each other. You know, yeah. like, he's a he's an expert native tracker. And then the, the fucking Predator's like the universe's deadliest hunter. It could have been this whole game. Like, like that could have been its own movie right there. A game of cat and mouse with them, too. Yes. I would have loved that. I feel like they did him a little dirty because he's the one that's on to him this whole time. And you're not going to at least give him a fight scene. At least a semi-fight scene where maybe he does a little bit of damage or maybe he gets one slice in. I, I Obviously, yeah, he would die. But it felt they didn't even kill him on screen like i just was yeah. bummed about it. you just hear him scream i think uh for, i fucking hated that yeah. yeah he just screams like you hear the yell off the like the wilhelm scream off camera i'm like man what yeah the that part that's probably the only part that i'm kind of like damn dude that's fucked up but then predator comes in he's sh <laughs> poor poncho <laughs> wait is his name poncho <laughs> Yeah, Poncho, the, the Mexican yeah. guy. Yeah, it's Poncho. Um, he gets shot in the face. Poor guy. He already got his ribs destroyed by a giant log, and now he just gets shot in the face. He's gone. That so, People just die quick. Like Once like the things get rolling, everyone just goes. Um, so Poncho's dead. Dutch turns to try to shoot. He gets shot in the shoulder, and then Anna tries to grab a gun, but Dutch kicks it out of her hands like, dude, do not grab a fucking gun. And then he gives this the classic... <laughs> I don't know if you want to say it. <sighs> Get to the chopper! <laughs> and then you cue that Austrian death machine song. You know. <laughs> I love it. So Otto runs away and Dutch tries to take some form of cover. 
And for some reason, I think the predator is just kind of playing with him a little bit, just kind of playing with his prey and lets him kind of keep running. And then he falls down this giant little jungle chute and goes, goes, falls down a cliff. And it's kind of incredible because it is a legit fall from like a stuntman, which I'm like, damn, that is, that is some big balls to just jump that far into, into a body of water. But he does. And then we cut and it's actually Arnold Schwarzenegger in there and he's getting through and honestly, dude, kind of a beautiful scenery if he wasn't getting hunted to get killed by some kind of creature from outer space not a bad place to vacation it looks like in this part of dude hell yeah it's like an oasis fucking gorgeous and then he comes up to shore and takes an it's weird because he kind of lays in the mud but then five seconds later it's like he just came out of a giant tub of mud uh but it's convenient because Predator jumps into the water, comes out. I still remember this scene as a kid because it was so fucking freaky when you're little and you see this creature this close. It gave me the same feeling of when the T-Rex is uh, in Jurassic Park is like looking for them, but they're just trying to stay still. Same vibe. And he backs up. Uh, Dutch backs up under like a tr- big tree and the roots, and he's just kind of trying to stay still. And Arnold Schwarzenegger actually does a really good job of looking pretty fucking terrified. We now it's it's on. He Dutch is pissed. These guys. It looks like he's probably been working with these guys for a long time. They're like a band of brothers, basically. This dude, this fucking alien, has just destroyed his friends, and now it is time to fucking get shit done, dude. He's like doing all this stuff. He's building all these traps. Um, you see him like put some. He makes leaf bombs like he puts like gunpowder like powder from like a grenade into a into a fucking leaf and then rolls it up. This guy's doing all kinds of shit. He creates a bow and arrow, which is really fucking cool. I love all that shit. And um, oh, and then we get that one scene, by the way, where he does that fatality to Billy's corpse and he actually grabs him from the spine through his back pulls out his skull and like holds it up like ah, fuck yeah oh yeah and that's when we find out that he actually like cleans all the skulls and he keeps them like they're all nice and clean you see like the hole in some of them and shit like that that's really dope i love that the hole in max skull yeah dude so good <clears throat> it's just so i i just love the whole lore of like and i love the fact they don't give you that much with this predator like i think that's kind of what kind of fucks up with the other ones in the sequel i like the fact that it's kind of a mystery like i that's kind of why i don't like the rob zombie halloween because i don't really give a fuck about michael myers as a kid like i i just like the fact that he's like this mysterious motherfucker wears a mask and he, like killing motherfuckers and he you know what i mean yeah, he has a murderous rampage intent you know what i mean yeah i don't want to know how like he was picked on or anything like that it just kind of ruins all the fun i want like can i use a little imagination so after all that Dutch then lights a torch, and he just, ah, he just like, screams into the. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> so badass. And now, now it's time to battle, baby. Now it is. It is time. The the sirens have gone up, and Predator looks and he's like, "All right, let's do this, baby." So they, so he, <laughs> Dutch is just like waiting for him. He's just like waiting because basically set it up to where he thinks that's where he's going to be coming from. But of course, Predator is right fucking behind him, and which is really freaky. But he's full in full. He's all in mud and shit, so he doesn't see him. 
I do like the fact this is when you kind of see how Predator, because he's in stealth mode, you see him crawling on the tree, and it really is like a lizard. So I I guess they don't show it. They never show it when he's like just there. But I guess it's to show, yeah, he's crawling on these trees like nothing. It's basically that's how he's been getting around. Yeah, that's why they've not been able to find his tracks or nothing like that. So then Dutch is able to throw an explosive arrow toward the Predator where he's like on a bridge. He kind of screams a little bit, the Predator. And he just starts fucking using his little shoulder cannon. Just like fucking does like a basically a Pink Floyd light laser light show in the jungle. I like this scene a lot. This whole shit is the shit. Like we can't really do it justice here. This is definitely something you have to see. Um, because it's just so much stealthiness and a lot of stuff. But it is really, really fucking dope. Uh, he shoots him with an arrow. He finally, he eventually knocks Dutch off the fucking tree, which is hardcore, because he was kind of high up. Like, this dude fucking fell, like, three stories down to the fucking jungle floor. Dude, yeah. These falls should have killed people, man. Like, that waterfall fall, like, he should have died. That fall, second fall, should have died. (laughs) Like, you know? Dude. Should have died. I remember falling, I remember climbing up a tree. We were playing BB gun fights in middle school, and I climbed up a tree thinking, oh, like, you know, it'd be like higher ground. I'd be able to see everybody. But I'm in mid-climb. I'm maybe about uh, about three-quarters up on a tree. It's not a super, super tall tree, but it was decent. And I'm trying to climb up a little higher, and I hear like, like I hear the BBs going through the tree leaves, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. My friend, see, his name was Carlos. My friend can see me in the tree. He nails me right behind my ear on my head, right behind it. And it hurt so fucking bad. I just let go of the tree and just went boom, boom, boom. I just like went through all the fucking branches and just hit the ground, dude. And I lost all my fucking air. Oh, my God, man. That fucking sucked, dude. Felt like a freaking bee sting. I eventually got up and then I tackled him to the floor. I just started punching him for a while. And then we be- then we went to go get ice cream. So <laughs> Imagine taking that fall at 35, dude, 36. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it, you know. Like that's it. My girl, my girl, will be putting me in the ground next. It's fine. Like, oh, oh poor, jo- poor George, George slipped and fell, man. He didn't make it. Too old. <laughs> yeah, I would start considering like retirement. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'll just live in my sister's house, I'll wash the dishes, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so the predator catches up to Dutch, and there's this is another part that's a little suspicious where dutch sees the predator up his just up his path like just right in the way toward his path and dutch gets underneath this giant like tree bridge somehow super quiet where the predator doesn't know even though he's not that far away that was amazing i mean i guess the whole thing is the movie's like dude he's really strong and pretty badass so he can do stuff that normal people can't do because he's like just hanging underneath this tree bridge like holding onto the roots and being super quiet the predator goes through and he doesn't make a peep dutch uses like a rock to divert the predator's attention and he has that dope ass fucking like spear bomb thing which is so fucking gladiator-esque and he just fucking throws it toward predator and he actually does get him pretty good and he wounds him and you see the little green blood trail and he starts following the trail to like a cave area and this is where you see where the predator is really smart too he basically used his blood to make him go into this little cave so that way he would basically be able to have to come up on top of it and fucking kill his ass but 
Dutch re- realizes that pretty quick, and he uses one of his leaf bombs to kind of create a diversion and gets out of there. But he jumps into he falls in some water, I think. And when he comes out, the predator is there waiting for him, and he throws him uh, throws him against a tree, and he starts choking him. And this is kind of an interesting scene because it's kind of like he's checking him out, like. Are you like the other ones? Because you seem, first of all, you have a weird accent. <laughs> you're, you're incredibly built. <laughs> and he's kind of checking out his skull. Like, I'm just making sure you don't have any extra pieces of bone. Like, he's making sure you're one of the humans. And this is, I guess this is like a form of honor or respect because then this is when we get the scene, bro. This is the one, the scene that we will never forget. If you have seen Predator, you'll at least remember this. And this is when he backs up and he starts to take, I love the whole shit of like him taking off the little tubes and like, they're like, I love that shit. shit. Yeah, a little air compression. And he takes off his shoulder cannon, taking off his weapons and the armor and shit. Then he removes that fucking mask. Oh my God. And, uh. I, you're kind of good with his with Arnold's voice. Do you want to say what he says? <laughs> what the fuck, Arnie? <laughs> Something like that. That's not. I <laughs> wish he had. Said, he should have said that. He, I think he says, "You, you're oh, one, no, you ugly, one motherfucker. ugly motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah, fuck what up the, the line. Oh, well, never mind. What the? He, I think he does say that at the end. Um, so. Oh, yeah, I think that's what you're thinking of. And so then, I, yeah, I think this is like Mortal Kombat. And they like, he's coming at him. But Dutch is like, fuck this Mortal Kombat shit. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. He's not going to be able to fight him physically. Like, he's just way too fucking strong. He's got claws and shit. So he's like pretty hard to just fight straight up. And he's just, just, just bringing out haymakers to Dutch, just beating the shit out of him. Dutch is bleeding out of his mouth. He's like fucking crawling. He's, he kind of looks like um, it reminds you of Dave Chappelle in the uh, when he's playing the Rick James character and he's kind of dragging because he they kicked his legs. <laughs> sure, never gave me all money. <laughs> yeah, sure, never gave me all money. What am I doing with my legs? Yeah, oh, dude. I love that part. So he's just dragging his his ass through the jungle. He goes into this little trap. And it's so genius because he makes a trap that looks super obvious. So the predator doesn't want to come in. And so then the predator decides to go around. But that's exactly what Dutch wanted him to do. He hits the stick. This It's crazy how we set up this trap. How the predator didn't notice this giant log hanging out of nowhere like a giant jungle piñata. I don't know. Because it is a giant fucking log that's just hanging in midair. But either way, maybe it's because it's dark and it's not doesn't have a heat signature. So he doesn't notice that shit. That might be the explanation. So then he hits the stick. Fucking giant log comes down. I don't give a fuck who you are other than Superman. This shit's going to hurt. And he gets the Predator down. He works his way up to the Predator. And he looks at his gross-ass face. And he's like, what the hell are you? Then we get the Predator. And we actually get to fucking hear his voice. He's like, what the hell? Oh, it's yeah. really creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the predator decides to press him. I'm also realizing, dude, I forget their names. I should know their names, but the guys that made Mortal Kombat, big fans of Predator, right? Because isn't that didn't Cyrax have like a fatality where he presses the buttons on his little arm thing? Yeah, like Cyrax and um, Sector. 
sector. Yeah. yeah, all of those dudes were basically their armor was that of like the Predator. They even had like the dreadlock. You're right. Pieces right. built into it, and then they have the arm gauntlets and shit. Yep. And yeah, oh yeah, uh, Ed Boone Ed, and Ed, yeah, Tobias. Yeah, Boone, yeah, Boone and Tobias, Noob Cybot. Yeah, there Noob Cybot. And so yeah, he grabs he grabs his little interstellar fucking um, <laughs> uh, Casio watch, and <laughs> and he, <laughs> I was trying to think of the bit. And uh, he presses a couple of buttons and it fucking starts counting down. And here's something I did not notice, man, because I always thought it was really fucking weird when I was young how he laughed like a human. He's laughing like Billy. He's just mimicking the laugh of Billy and that's from earlier. I never caught that until now, dude, which is crazy. I'm fucking 35 years old. Yeah, but, dude. That's why, like, when uh, you hear, like, the, uh, Dylan. Like you know when Mac, when Mac sneaks up, sneaks up on Dylan. That's. I'm thinking like, oh shit, did he throw his voice? Like, don't tell me he threw his right. voice like that. Because you know he can I mean? mimic and shit like that. That's cool, man. I mm -hmm. thought that was so dope. Yeah. And uh, goddamn, that explosive, that self-destructive uh, destruction explosive is like a fucking mini uranium bomb or something. It just blows everything away, clears out the trees for the helicopter to come down. <laughs> and Anna's already with them. She's safe. And they bring, they get Dutch, who's just covered in ash at this point, and he's just incredibly exhausted, and he just looks like shit. And Anna's like, "I'm gonna marry that man." And uh, oh, you know, there you go at the end of the movie. And I love the fact that they show like the soldiers, and they all like do something like in character, <laughs> smoke a cigar, do all these. It's so cheesy, but I kind of love it. Like I feel like all movies should do this bit. <laughs> It's just the main characters is like, hey, what's up? I'm Dutch, you know? Hey, I'm Mac. So I love that part. But yes, once again, shout out to Kevin Peter Hall for knocking it out the park as the Predator. And also Peter Cullen, who does the weird vocalizations of the actual Predator. But anyway, that's the end of the movie. I can't yeah, that. that is the end of the movie, baby. And I, I will do a quick, quick impression. Uh, as you know, Georgia, you've listened to a couple of these episodes. I do a quick impression segment. And this is a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. <clears throat> Quick Impressions. Come on! Kill me! I'm here! Do it! Do it now! <laughs> that was good. That was really good. <laughs> and then I, I, I want to try good. to do the Predator voice. <laughs> 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 no, it's not coming out. I don't know how to do it. Anyway, <laughs> I might cut that part out. That's sounded creepy. Uh, so anyway, man, uh, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, do you have like any social media? Hey, everybody! Sorry to interrupt the show. Uh, we will get to George's plugs in a minute. Just want to let y'all know we got so into this episode, we completely skipped the ratings portion of the episode we just were like probably both two completely three sheets sheets to the wind um i'm sure at this point if you made it this far uh you have figured that out <laughs> so anyway obviously we both give this the full foo manchu salute we absolutely love this movie, so no nah, nah shit. But we just wanted to make sure we put it in and that everybody understands that we really like it. Um, and that's pretty much it. All right, on with the show. Bye. Or any type of something that you would like to promote to our plug? Uh, 
Yeah, man. So um, I dabble in music. It's been yeah. I mean, uh, like Daniel and I know each other from way back in San Antonio. Um, I actually did come out to LA to you know pursue music uh, as a fruitful endeavor, and um, you know there's been various stories about that. But uh, I do solo music under the name of Spectacular Failure or ASF for short. Uh, so you can find me on YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, A as in Apple, A as in uh, S as in Sam, F as in Frank, Music Official. Uh, those are all like the tag names: Twitter, Instagram. Bandcamp, YouTube, etc. You can holler at me on my mains, Texican George, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm always posting stupid shit, asking stupid questions. I'm there for the memes and to, you know, hopefully uh, be affiliated with some like C level celebrities by just mentioning them and dumb stuff and asking them questions. I like that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, dude. um, That's really it. Hell yeah, man. I'm around. Well, I mean, for sure, I will. I'll add all those. I'll add a bunch of those links to the show notes, y'all. So if you want to have easy access to that, and you want to see what uh, George has going on musically, um, you will have that there in the show notes. But uh, and y'all know, you know, where you can find the show. But uh, definitely, the only thing I'm, I do want to plug is um, the Discord. Please check out the Discord. It's in the little link tree on the Instagram and Twitter. You can find it there. You're welcome to come in. It's absolutely free. There's no Patreon charge. I don't care about i i just honestly i just don't have the energy to do patreon i give the grind bin and the blood bloody bits major props for keeping up with that stuff i absolutely love being a part of their patreons um you probably won't get one for the mustachio podcast yo i don't know uh, maybe sometime in the future but it's a lot of work and i just i i don't want to i don't want to feel like i owe y'all this is completely free <laughs> and so i don't really have to try hard but then if i if isn't this enough for you? Yeah, yeah. If y'all start paying me money, then I'm gonna feel like I gotta like do something for you. So anyway, thanks for listening, you fuckers. Uh, just kidding. I love y'all. Uh, so- <laughs> Get to the chopper. I can't do a Schwarzenegger. It's so bad. I I, sh- I was trying to do the predator like the his little like oh, mouth the little noises, clicky man. clicks. Yeah, that's dude. tough, dude. I'm, I've been congested like all day, all day, so like I can't even. I don't even have like the nasal control. Uh, for it. I know, and I, I just sound nasally, <laughs> even whether I'm congested or not. So it all works out. Either way, thanks so much for coming on, bro. I cannot wait to have you on next time. We, we, I don't know if we'll do Predator Two, but you're definitely gonna be back on, man. And we will find. Oh, hell yeah, I had fun, dude. I had so much fun, man. Thank you again for having me. Hell on. yeah, man. Uh, till next time, y'all. Check y'all later. Bye. Peace. Thank you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a t-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Podmoth Media Network.